Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of Kegels and Kids, and we're your hosts, Deidre and Chris Garcia. Hi. Hi, baby. Hello. So, we have not been recording regularly because of the fucking holidays, right? It's been pretty crazy. It's been except- exceptionally crazy for us because we have so many things that we plan to do with the kids, and it just, time got away from us, and then before we knew it, it was January. Oh, and now, February. Jan- no, I'm saying like January's over. Yeah. And it is February and it's February 1st. So we had a goal to, to like get back in the groove. So we have achieved one of our goals, right? Yes. Just crazy busy and just focusing more so on things for the kids, which kind of, it was funny because I had brought to your attention that I'd seen an article, which I forwarded to you about these parents because it's so extreme, right? That's, I think what we've discovered about parenting is that, it's like an extreme sport. That's a good analogy. You think so? Yeah, good. It's crazy because then you have some parents who are like, don't want to spend any time with their kids at all. And then you have these parents who are like all over their kids and all they think about is their kids and they can't they remember. They just hover. What, they don't do anything else. Right. Can't remember what life was like before these little people came. So the article was about a couple who literally spend every, like make it a point to spend every weekend away from their child. And the child is little, like three or four years old. Right? Are you- <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm, 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 yeah, this is... I mean, Are you contemplating I, whether I, or not we should I be doing the, When I read the article, I was, I mean, I was blown away that these parents had the audacity yeah. to have make a baby and then not spend any time with it. Because if you think about it, if you're, even if you're in a, so if you're in a, household where only one of the parents works and the mm-hmm. other one is a stay-at-home parent mm-hmm. the parent that works how much time do they really get to spend with that child even if you work from home we have the luxury of working from home ourselves right how much time during the week outside of work do we really get a chance to spend with our with our you know with our children right and we make a point to spend a lot of time but you know if you think about it, if you're if you're a family member or if you're a parent excuse me who works a full eight-hour day, mm-hmm. they come home, so maybe there's a little bit of a commute there, they get home around 5, 30, 6 o'clock, if you have a little one, they're going to be in bed by, what, 8 o'clock? Yeah. Well, we do 8.30, but right. most, some parents do like 7, 30, 8 o'clock. Right. So that gives you a two-hour window of time to spend with your children Right. per day, two and a half, let's, let, let's even stretch it out and say four hours if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's 20 hours during a regular week that you're spending with your children, potentially, outside of cooking dinner and homework and all that stuff. How much quality time are you really getting? Mm-hmm. And you're gone the entire weekend doing, you know, spending time with your spouse, which is great. And that's what you should try to do. But there's got to be some sort of balance, right? That's so, exactly what I was so, going to say. So how are you justifying spending every weekend away from your children? It actually made me you know, upset that people have the audacity to do that Right. when you're not showing your children, you're not spending as much time with your children as you, right. as you potentially could. And I think in, there's got to be a balance. Yeah, right? exactly. And I was going to say that is exactly the word that I would be using because, you know, and we do, it, we struggle like all couples on there. There are times when we are all about the kids and we sometimes will forfeit our relationship in lieu of, doing things with right. the kids because sometimes they do require a little more attention 
than others. Right now, we've got our son in basketball, our daughter is in dance class, and they have playdates and birthday parties, and we're hosting parties, and, and it just homework and, and homework and blah 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 bullshit bullshit bullshit. And so there are times when it's harder for us to say, "Oh my God, we've not spent any time together. Like we've not had a one on one." And thankfully, we now have a babysitter. Yay. We found a babysitter. We She's found awesome. a babysitter whom we trust and can now feel like we can go out and enjoy a little more regularly, a little yeah. more regularly um, to go in and spend some time alone. So to me, it's like, why have a child or children if you're not committed to this particular time in their lives where we really do have to be all in, we say all the time we're in the trenches of it, right? With them being so little, right. we bargained for having to to kind of give up our weekends in the lieu of going to these birthday parties and play dates and things. But that is this is that season of parenting that we're well, in, you know? Well, if you think about it, they, I mean, if... if going back to the parents in the article and I don't know them personally or anything like that. And <laughs> you don't know there's, you know, the exact scenario of their situation the disclaimer. that they, you know, they talk about how they, they had the opportunity to do that where they could spend every weekend away and they make it a point to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you think about it, when that, by the time that child becomes a teenager, they're not going to want to hang out with you anyway. Exactly. So you're missing the opportunity where your, your children want to, they're, they're craving that attention yeah. and everything. And, you know, by the time they become, you know, with what our understanding is and what we've, what we've seen with people that we know, it's, you know, the older they get, the less they're going to want to spend with you. They're going to want to become more involved with their friends. And that's right. how we were probably both as teenagers mm-hmm. as well as you, you started to become your own person and you were able to spend more time with your friends and, you know, go do different things. And you weren't so focused on needing that attention from your parents. So right. I so think, this is I that think, limited window. Yeah. I think these parents are have. missing that opportunity and, and it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's unfortunate. I mean, it sounds like they have their another, you know, one of their parents watching this child mm-hmm. or, or whatever the case is. But, you know, it sounds like the child itself is missing an opportunity to spend time. And they're with missing them. an opportunity yeah. because. And so here, the the thing with the story was this: that they have her mother, okay, the wife's mother, right. lives close by and takes the child every Friday afternoon, and then they pick her up every Sunday. And they go away and they go do whatever they want to do for the entire weekend. And then they come back on Sunday and then they said that they commit their Sunday, you know, their afternoon, early evening to being with this child. And while I can appreciate wanting to focus on your marriage and focus on your time together as a couple, this is for us that opportunity to really see what we're made of because we do have to make the time with what we're given. So even, you know, tonight we're like, okay, we put the kids to bed. You and I have to say, okay, we're going to sit up for a little bit. We're going to watch a show. We're going to, you know, talk a little bit, even though we're with each other all fucking day, but we're going to talk a little bit about our day and And what's coming up up on the weekend and just kind of spending that time and, you know, hopefully get a little, get a little frisky at some point this evening, a little... A little something, something. Um, so our bed is not squeak. No, <laughs> you would have made that. Noise. But my point is I get your point. that you have to then be a little more creative with finding opportunities to continue to um, fulfill and, and nourish your relationship. Because you know we always say too, 
therein lies the balance. And that's why I was saying at the beginning that parenting can be such an extreme sport because the balance is that you have to say, okay, we had, and we say this all the time about Roman and Sigourney, our children, at four and nine, we had these little people because we wanted to spend time with them. And we really cherish our time with Roman and Sigourney when we can be all in in, you know, whatever the activity is for the weekend, if it's, you know, going to the children's museum or whatever the case may be. And I know for us, time is going by so quickly. Like, I can't believe that Roman is already nine. I can't believe that Sig is already four. I mean, it just seems like we literally just brought home newborns. And the goal is, like you were saying, then to have them become, you know, teenagers and I want them to be social people. Right. So I don't expect them to want to spend all their time. I mean, I think we're pretty, you know, we're cool as fuck, but I don't expect yeah, them I'm not expecting to want them to want to hang out with us all the time. <laughs> to want to so. hang with us all the time. So, you know, we're going to take what we can right now and be able to influence them and spend time with them and you know, really get a chance to enjoy the people that they're becoming because we're taking that time. In the meantime, you and I don't sacrifice our relationship. We really, I think we still find time to maintain and, and um, fulfill one another and to stay connected. And, and so that's, you know, it's extreme to have to say you have to spend every weekend away from your child. to spend. Yeah, and that, that's, I mean, that's the other side of the spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Is when you have people who, I mean, I think you we were talking where I was talking with a colleague of mine who said that she and her husband were planning on going on a vacation in April mm-hmm. and they are going, she says it's their first vacation away without kids in 10 years. Oh, Jesus. And I said, are you serious? I said, are you, what? Wow. I go, huh? Yeah. I mean, that's the extreme to me. That's, that's an extreme situation. Like how are you not finding time? So even when we, even when Roman was born, and even when he was a baby, we still had a chance. We flew up to New York to right. go, go spend time in, in Manhattan and do yeah. some fun stuff and go to Brooklyn and everything. So you and I still found we went on cruises together, just right. you and I. You remember that? We had yep. your parents watch Roman. Mm-hmm. So even though we were focused intently on our intensely on our child, you know, during the majority of the of the time and outside mm-hmm. of like that, we were able to still vacation together. So when I heard that conversation i had that conversation with yeah. my colleague earlier today i was like wow that's it, that's an extreme situation so you have you realize you have, one, parent, you have one set of parents who go away all the time and you have right. another set of parents who are never go away or never spend time on a, a vacation on their own without their kids and that's to me that's insane you've got to find about so and i we know everybody's situation is different but mm-hmm. i mean I, I think the the majority of people can agree that You've got to find some middle ground. You can't yeah. be in the extreme because I don't think that's... It's a balance. I don't think that's indicative of building a strong relationship with your spouse as right. well as building a strong relationship with your child. Exactly. And I think that you appreciate one another as parents when you are able to take those opportunities to really witness your your partner be a father or a mother, right? And you really get to, and you forge those bonds. And we are huge proponents for couples taking time. I mean, we have said before in previous podcasts, we do, we do staycations all the time because I thoroughly believe that there is like no sex, like hotel sex. Absolutely. Like there is just, you wear the lingerie that you can't wear at home because 
you know, that shit is kind of kinky. And, yeah. you know, you do, I mean, you just do, you just, you just have that you freedom do things to do. That you, you know, you like, don't have to think about, I have to do the laundry or you should be packing lunches right. or, you know, it's the freedom. So trust and believe when we say that we thoroughly believe in taking time as a couple away from your children. It is important, but there needs to be a balance and there's in, and, and just kind of like err on the side of making good judgment err on the side of you have to, you know, sprinkle a little bit of your time into each relationship, but don't go crazy. Right. And I think therein lies the thing, but I do. Okay. So, so I don't want to talk that to death no, because I, think, I actually I think, have another I think it was topic. An interesting conversation. Right. I mean, just something to think about and, but yeah, I know we, we have uh, we got something else that you want. We to had a couple about. of things because even though we haven't been recording, we've been looking at you and I. We share yeah. articles and things that we read all the time and we think are interesting. And so I actually found this other one, and I didn't really mention it to you because I wanted to get your first impression oh, of, okay. <laughs> of what you thought on this. Okay, so here is the headline. You ready? I'm gonna hit you with the headline: Freaks in the Sheets. This is fun. More than a third of Americans admit they have secret kinks and fetishes they want to indulge, but the majority say they are scared to open up about it to their partners. And I thought, this is perfect in time for Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I I think, I I agree with that headline probably, so. You do? You think that people don't share their fetishes and and, uh, fantasies with their partners? I think, because... Fetish sometimes can be looked at as a negative terminology. Yeah. Um, but see, so what maybe, is so what maybe, is a fetish to one is is like a vanilla to the other. I right. think that like, you know, people again, you know what this, the theme of this podcast is is extremes because I think that for some people they're like, oh my god, we were so kinky last night, we did it from behind, and you're like, uh huh, okay, what else yeah. did you do? And then other people are like, I totally. I'm blowing up emails. So, but, <laughs> and other people are like, oh, my partner, you know, pissed in my mouth and it was just a regular Tuesday night. Yeah. So I feel like one man's kink is another man's shower. Right. His <laughs> golden shower. I, I completely feel as if it's like, I don't know. It just, it. it, and, and it, and it but I, I think, but I still think when it talks about the headline, which was people are afraid to mention or just have conversations or. or yeah. So I, I agree that that's probably valid right? right so right so someone may feel that whatever they're interested in their spouse or their partner may think that it's bizarre they may think that they may think less of them mm-hmm. because of what they want to do so okay. how do you how do you have those conversations and that's a hard one i think to, to have sometimes because i think it depends on what the fetish is so you have to put you have to look at your i think you probably have to look at your fetish or whatever you're interested in yeah from from a different set of lenses, right? So you can't look at it from your perspective because your perspective, you're very jaded. You say, oh, I like to, you know, I want to rip open the jeans of my spouse and fuck the shit out of them or something like that, right? You can't be ripping jeans. Well, I'm just saying. Jeans I, are expensive. I've seen, I seen some videos. You don't know. That are ripping jeans? That are ripping jeans. And they're cutting up jeans and they're doing I can see jeans, stockings. Jeans on, with the jeans on. Well, we've ripped stockings yeah, before. Yeah, we have. And that's saying, fucking hot. I like that. Jeans is a jeans new thing. Jeans is a thing. Jeans is a new thing. So Maybe we should try that. Are you, you guys, trying to tell you me guys, that's a fetish? I'm trying to tell you that. No, are that's you, not my fetish. Pro- I'm telling you that's what I've seen. <laughs> I'm using that as an example. But So somebody may have that as something, but they may think that their partner would think that's weird. Yeah. So how do you, how I'd be do you pissed, have a conversation, by the way. right? I don't think it's weird. I'd be pissed if you came in and ripped my jeans because, you know, 
I have a hard time finding jeans that I like. So if you ripped them, that's a whole other fucking conversation. But I digress. <laughs> so anyway. so apparently, <laughs> there's no ripping in our household. There's no, no, I, no that's not true because I remember, yeah, okay, I so remember. talking about disclosing, you know, fantasies to your spouse, right. one of my fantasies, and I found out it was one of yours as well, was to have on a pair of stockings and for you to rip them and then we have sex. Right. I thought that was like the hottest fucking thing ever. And thankfully we were on the same page about it. But I, I could see how, you know, for some people that might be like over the top kinky. Right. But for us, we were like, oh, that's cool. Right. You know, let's try that. Or, so so I'm going to hit you with some facts okay, here. And some, some, with some numbers. Okay, you ready? Yeah. So the study done by a sex toy brand called Eden Fantasies, looked into the details of 2,000 American sex lives, finding that 40% claim themselves to be a kinky person. 36% have a specific kink or fetish, while 27% of Americans in a relationship have a secret sex act that they want to try but haven't asked their partner yet. So I wonder, you know, and I think it's all very, like you were saying earlier, I think it's all very situational, right? right? So you need to, like gauge when you let your freak flag fly so if see, you are yeah you need to have like your it can't be you your need first to be date. focus on what the reaction is right and see how it goes you need to kind of gauge you, it and yeah. pulse checks because we you and i talk about pulse checks mm-hmm. all the time so like on your first date you can't be like showing yeah. all your all your kink you can't be like right. you know sitting in the car kissing making out and all of a sudden you're trying to put a finger in somebody's ass you gotta kind of like gauge and take some time. Now, right. you and I have been together for a very long time. Right. And so, I think we're a good judge of what one another are very comfortable with. We've talked about literally every kind of fetish kink right. that they're probably... No, I wouldn't say literally. Because you know what? I feel like we find out about shit and go, I didn't even think that was a fucking thing. Yeah. Like, the, the furry thing. You remember when we found out that people were dressing up as stuffed animals and then having sex? I didn't know that was a thing. Did you? No. Exactly. No. We saw that. What was that? We saw that. It was a documentary we watched. It was a documentary. It blew me me away. (laughs) Let's just say that. That that was happening. Which, you know, different strokes to rule the world. But, you know, as far as... That's not something that was our cup of tea necessarily. But, yeah. I think... So, I I would say... I guess I won't be dressing up as that Care Bear. No. No, Sorry. No? Okay. And I'm not going to be Pokemon either. So... Um, (laughs) I think... I think when you look at... You know, there's so many different things in the world. Yeah. And the world is so, and there's and there's so much access to pornography and yeah. different things online, like a lot more than when we were growing up. Oh, I mean, absolutely. When we were growing up, you had to go sneak your dad's VHS tapes or yeah. whatever, or try to watch the Playboy Channel and all, and it's all scribbling on the TV and right. trying to see, well, there's some boobies. Yeah. Um, Showtime so now it's all, so it's so readily accessible, right? You can just pick up your phone and look, right. at, and look at porno and basically look at it for free. Yeah. Pretty much 99% of the time. Who's paying so, for porn? If you're paying for porn now, I don't know. <laughs> There's some sites out there that you don't need to pay for anything. Um, so you can, you know, you have such readily available access yeah. to all of this different stuff. So yeah. there's, yeah, I think there's, there's, everybody has a different thing. And maybe it's something that was, when you were growing up, you saw something that was kind of cool. Yeah. Like I remember specifically, well, you might have had this conversation. I don't mind sharing it with the, with the listening public, but mm-hmm. there was a show, there was this movie I saw. It was like a foreign movie and it was like sex with a smile or something like that was the name of it. Mm, it was like all like comedy it was all like comedy stuff. It was like it was it was all like funny things that happened. There was this one scene where this 
chick gets, I guess, captured or she's like held captive. Okay. And the guy starts like takes a pair of scissors and takes her t-shirt and cuts oh. holes. Yeah, I know this one. Where her where her boobs were, and I was like, that, that's something I remember growing up. And of course, yes. as a teenager or not even a, like just turning a teenager, seeing that, and I'm like, well, that's that's pretty hot, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we have not done that yet. I don't know if that's something that you're interested in doing necessarily. So I'm open to anything that you want to be open to because I trust you. Right. Because I feel like exposing But then when your... we start getting weapons involved or, or potentially I'm going to shut that shit down. But I feel like with you, because we have a level of trust in their security in our relationship, I know that we are not going to do anything that's going to either harm one another or humiliate or right. you know anything to make us feel uncomfortable. So I am completely comfortable doing that. If that's something that you want to do, I would try it. Um, because I think that we have, we focus a lot on having a mutually pleasant sex life. Right. So we both, you know, we both gain pleasure from seeing one another excited and happy. We've kind of delved into that a little bit. I mean, if you want to cut a tank top, whatever, I'm in. But I'll wear a tank top for you, and I know how much that turns you yeah. on when we go to bed. So and you pull, yeah. And you you pull. like to, you like to grab it so that it like cinches at my chest. That turns you on. I know that you just, like just that. a hair, just, just a, a hair, bit. just a little bit. Um, so I think that again, it comes to you know. One, I feel like you need to share with your partner at the appropriate time. Right. I think you need to gauge your your um, level of comfort with your partner and make sure it's something that you both agree upon. It needs to be completely consensual. I think that it needs to have, there needs to be some parameters put in place so that if one person starts to feel uncomfortable, they feel like they are okay to just say, well, we need to stop or modify or whatever the case may be. I think that um, you have to then, the other person needs to be receptive to, you know, pleasing one another. And and, because it's like anything else, you know, it's like you can't have with oral sex, right? It can't be all one and not the other, you know? So I think you just have to kind of gauge where you are in your relationship and what activities that you both consent to engage in and then go from there. Honestly, as long as you're not hurting somebody, hurting, you know, no pain, no humiliation. humiliation. I think think you you should try it. Yeah. and determine then if you like because if you if it's, even if it's something you're apprehensive about yeah you know if you try it you may actually end up liking it so. right and I think that if there is any pain or humiliation and someone is being turned on by it you need to wonder why because I feel like that's a deeper issue right right so that's like a whole so I think you really truly it can be like I said what's extreme to me may not be extreme to another person so I think like anything else kink and fetish are all very you know. It's a, that's a, that's a scale. It could be anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's an interesting one. It said that using sex toys is the most popular sexual act with 49%, which is nearly one in two Americans open to using them. So I think. So what, are, what are they considering a sex toy? Sex toys are dildos, vibrators. That's, I mean, um, that's like the Cock norm. rings. No, see, you think they're the norm and they're not, though. You say they're the norm because I will tell you, sweetheart, that you are not the norm because most guys are not comfortable with their women bringing toys to bed. But you you don't have a problem with that because we've I've always used a vibrator. And I think I was very open with you when we yeah. started dating that I was going to use a vibrator. And I explained to you why. You did pull out like a bag or some shit and pulled it out the first time. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. What's up, dude? 
<laughs> so it was a little. It was a little. Uh, was it I mean, daunting? It wasn't daunting. It was just like okay. This but is, I also this is explained we gotta, to you. But I, I was. I mean, I'm obviously I'm fine with it. It wasn't. Yeah. Did not take me long to get used to that. Right. Being involved. So. Right. So yeah, but I just I, I it's hard for me to. Be in a be think about being in that in a relationship. And let's say you're married and you've been married for a few years mm-hmm. and you're not using some sort of toy. Some people don't. So I just, I, I think that's. You're used to it because that's what we've been doing. Right. I, but I, you I also understand that I have orgasms based on both clitoral and you know, right. vaginal. And so I have to, um, from penetration, that's what I was saying, vaginal. But I oh, have yeah, to, I have clitoral and um penetration and so it's important to me in order to come that I have to be able to do that and so we've had that conversation I can do it without but it's not quite as as intense right as intense but there are people out there who you know there are men who say that they they are threatened by it there are women who I have a girlfriend who literally is like I will not use a sex toy they freak me out I, I can't even imagine bringing one into a bedroom and I would be really offended if a guy brought it into me. So there are people who it's, it's even a vibrator is, is too much, you know, but I, I think that's, that's just interesting that in this day and age, yeah, when you think about different ways that you can basically get off. Like, yeah. why would you not, why are you not trying something that could help you do that? Like why why, and and but I think we have to take into account for you and I, and this is something that you hear a lot from women, especially my age, who say that you know they weren't brought up. We weren't brought up in an age where women were very much in touch, especially our moms were not very much right. in touch with their sexuality and being comfortable with being intimate. That's what I'm saying. This and so, age, but like now way. here is this this women who are in their 40s, because that's mostly my girlfriends, are now coming to a point where they feel like, yeah, okay, I want to talk about it a little bit. I want to find what makes me happy, and I want to enjoy sex, and I want to talk to other women. And so I think that in this at this particular time, there's an awakening of, of sexuality and of discovery and enjoying oneself. And I think it'll change by the time our children are old enough, because they will have been brought up by people who are, you know, more sexually open. And as you were saying, it's more accessible now. So they're exposed, unfortunately, um, for some at too young of age. But right. there are some, they are exposed to things sooner than we were exposed to things. So for the most part, I would for the most part right. So I think that, you know, for some people, it is, it's still a little daunting for them to, you know, Use a, a dildo or, or introduce something, something into Pop them. Rocks. Pop rocks are amazing. Cock rings. Um, you know, I'm not a fan yeah. of the anal beads. I know some people are, and that's cool. And, you know. Well, yeah, there, I mean, there's so, like, there's, there's so there's many. many different things that you can Yeah, use, there's so just, many. Just to say that only that only 50%, not even 50%, 49% yep. would do it. That yes, seems That seems like a low, a rather low. Seems low to you. You think more because people are buying them and they're just not admitting to it? There's a ton of stores out there. There's yeah, a ton but of I stuff think that you can online. Well, now buy, I feel you can like you can buy stuff on Amazon right now. I don't know. You I'm can just, actually. You can. You can, and I think that um, I think it was different. Again, this goes back to a different time. 
in a different place is that now, you know, you can order things, you can have things delivered to your door. So it is not the stigma of walking into the little, you know, sketchy ass store in the bad side of town, right, where it was like, all men and they never saw a woman and you know some dude jacking off in the back with a trench coat like that god what did you watch when that came <laughs> oh my god but I'm saying like what, you that... what was that show that we were just watching oh the show on the, H- Deuce, the, the, the show on the HBO yeah where they talk about pornography in New York and back you know, in the 70s back yeah. in the 70s but that was like but you know women weren't women were not going into those stores purchasing Toys. toys right they weren't and now it's like you it's can, so from the but from the discretion of your home you can log on if i wanted to while we we're recording this podcast if i wanted to go on and buy a new vibrator right now it could be delivered to our house tomorrow in a package and nobody would know hint 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 because i need a new vibrator but i'm saying like that's how discreet it can be you know it's a different time in a different place yeah, that's why I'm surprised that the number's so low, though. Yeah, you know I don't what know. I, I, I get I what mean, you're maybe, saying, maybe. Maybe people that are taking those types of surveys aren't being honest with themselves or being right. honest with the thing. I just, it's, I would think, I don't know, maybe maybe it's more accurate than I thought, but I didn't, mm-hmm. it just seems like it's a little low, but. Yeah. It's because it you're so with, in touch with your sexuality, Lovey. I, I, I feel like I am. You are. I feel like. I'm can little, I can I say how you're like lounging no, right now? No, you may not. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I can't say anything. No. <laughs> One of us doesn't have any pants on. <laughs> that makes me laugh. But all right, now you're, Wait, you don't right, have pants on. You have a shirt on, but you don't have any pants on. All right. So anyway, all right. So here's here's the one last fun fact. Okay. Okay. And then we'll wrap this one up because I think this is hilarious. Okay. I want to ask you, what do you think is the most nerve wracking sex position that leaves more than fifty percent of women anxious at the thought? What sex position do you think just freaks women the fuck out? Um. I don't know. Just take a guess. Just wild. Just the position itself. Just the position. What do you think it might be? So I know that some women are afraid to be on top because of how it makes their stomach look. Right. So that's one thing, but that doesn't seem like what it would be. Yeah, one more guess in you? Yeah, one more guess. Okay. So maybe pile driving. Yeah, I don't like that position. Well, that's what I'm saying. Most women may not like that position. Well, it doesn't make me anxious. I think it's I think it's very aggressive. The name. Does is anybody not. know what a, if everybody knows? So a pile. Well, you describe what a pile drive is. Oh, go ahead. You were no, you, right you in can there. tell them it's your position. What, that's what, not how my you position. Do it? <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> how do you do it, baby? I don't know. Um, I can tell you what I've seen. Mm-hmm. So because we've had conversations about that, and that's not something that. You and mentioned. I told you I'm not interested in doing it. So yeah. we're. You basically would lie on the floor with your back propped up and your legs propped up against like a chair or a bed or mm-hmm. an ottoman or something, and then the guy stands over you and pile drives you. Right, while your neck is your at neck a is completely awkward position yep. with your chin shoved and your titties laying in your eyes. Is <laughs> what kind of titties you have that are laying in your eyes? Um, I have post breastfeeding titties, so yeah, they are going not, to trust me. You're not laying your they, eyes. They're going to be like two big brown sandbags just flapping me in my face while you're while you're fucking up my neck. And that's why that gives you that gives you anxiety. Doesn't give me anxiety. It sure it does. It just did. Pisses me off. I think it's rude. So anyway, that is wrong. 
both of your guesses are wrong, would you like to know what the position is? Please. Okay. The standing 69. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? That would freak me out, too. So for those of you who don't know what a standing 69 is, a guy is standing up, and the woman is... So just think of what a lying 69 is, except, you know, as opposed to laying down in the bed, he's got his hands around your hips. And you're... Yeah, the girl's inverted. Right. right? And And going down on him, and he's going down on her. Right. And then imagine that him Feet to the sky, sister. And then... If he let go by accident. Thank you. He just drops you. Or on purpose. To slip into a pile driver. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. How are you explaining that to the AMTs? Not cute. So yeah. But I thought that was, I I was like, um, same. I agree. (laughs) I don't, I don't like that position either. Okay. You know what the second most dreaded sexual position is? Um, One of the ones that I named. No. What the fuck? <laughs> the second most dreaded sexual position is anal. Oh. Yeah, that's some those are chicks who don't know what they're talking about. Uh, Christopher, that's not just women. Oh, I mean, okay. this is specifically to women that get anxious about it. But okay, so let's touch on that. I I am gonna take back what I just said. So for some women, they're scared because of their pain issue. Right. Right. Um in the mess. But for me, I will say that I actually feel like it's not offensive. We've experimented a couple times. Right. Um, and there's a way to go about it and do it again. And again, here's the thing, too. I wonder how many of these women feel completely secure with their partner. Because some of these things are preference and some of these things are I just don't trust my partner to do the right thing with anal. Right. Right. So with anal, it's more of like you can't. Everybody has like that. Everybody's heard of the oh, I've slipped story, right? right. Well, it's painful if you're not prepared. It's tight. Um, your first instinct is to like clinch, right? Which is gonna make it worse. But I feel like if you both agree upon this is something we're gonna try, if you prepare with like lube, you take some minute, you know, some time to like engage in some foreplay. Right. It can be pleasant. I think. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm just saying, like, I'm surprised in this day, again, in this day and age, I'm mm-hmm. saying, I mean, this is almost, it's now 2018 that that would be. That anal would that, be more that, accepted? That would, yeah. Not, not even, like, like, why would it be so anxious about it, I guess, is. Again, I think it's just the pain. And maybe, and, and yeah, probably. The or, pain, or, and or, I think people Or think. people who don't, you know, kind of get geared up for it a little bit. You know, you got to kind of. You gotta get your you, head in the you, game. Yeah, get your head in the game, and you gotta get. You gotta get gotta a little get, motivated. Yeah, so, like it's like. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can see it. I mean, I guess some people are gonna be, uh, yeah, apprehensive about it. Yeah. So I think you just gotta like talk yourself up to it. You'll be like, all right, team, we're going in. Go for it. Yeah, just we're gonna it. just we're just gonna get in here. We're gonna make it happen. We do it for the Gipper. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Apparently, now it's supporting that. Well, you did say extreme sports earlier, so I'm, there you I'm go. Telling you. You're wrapping it all up, in right? This. So this yeah. is so, there's a baby. This is all being wrapped up in a pretty bow. That this is extreme, <laughs> extreme parenting, extreme sex act, extreme, extreme kink, right? There you you go. like how I did that? I did. All right. So I think that the key is, as a couple, find balance, balance, uh-huh. honesty, and communication. Yep. And don't don't. 
don't be afraid to tell your your partner what you want. Now, if you're in a committed relationship, you should feel very comfortable to discuss with your partner. I mean, for us, you're the only person who I'm ever going to have sex with again in my entire life. And if there's something that I'm interested in trying or I'm curious about, you're the only other person in this world that I'm going to have the opportunity to do those things. And so it's so important for us. And that's why a lot of people say that, you know, you and I talk so openly about our relationship. But the reason we do that is because we took the time to have these conversations and get to a good place. And and we have a very mutually satisfying sex life um, because we have experimented um, and, figured out what it is that our partner likes. And I think one of the things about us, and, and I love this about you, so I'm just going to, you know, here you go, pat yourself on the back real quick, is that you have told me so many times before that you get turned on when I'm turned on. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, absolutely. Awesome. That's that's probably the probably the thing that gets me going the most. More right? than a tank top. Yeah. More than <laughs> <laughs> so... But yeah, I think if you're if you're if you're, if you're turned on if you're yeah that's hot yeah I know so. you enjoy that yeah. so that's, that's well again I think everybody listening out there so don't be afraid yeah you know don't no. don't be afraid to ask don't be a little extreme no and, don't and go crazy be safe don't be crazy find the balance and find the balance and I think that um, this was good for us I'm glad yeah. we got you know we just got to get back in the rhythm and it's it's the first of the month. So it's a good time for us to start recording regularly. And as always, if there's anything that you want to know or want us to talk about, obviously we talk about everything. Um, But you can follow us on IG at Deidre Barksdale. And, um, you know, we answer questions. You can direct message us if you... We we owe people, some people send us questions. Our last one was supposed to be... Question and answer. We were supposed to do a and a Yeah. Sometime in the holidays, and unfortunately, we just never got to it. Just so. didn't happen. So if you have any questions you want to send over, please do so. We'll try to wrap up a Q&A yeah. and answer some questions. Um, I know we have a few that we want to try to get to in our next uh, in our next one. So if anybody has any more questions, send them over to us. We'd be happy to talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So. so thank you for joining us on this edition of Cakels and Kids. Talk to you next time.